This is M. Allen Cunningham, host of In the Atelier and publisher of Atelier 26 Books, which brings you the podcast. I founded Atelier 26 almost 10 years ago in the profoundly held belief that reading is far more than just another form of consumerism, and that books are not static objects, but living, thriving vessels of human thought and feeling and expression, much like this podcast. If you value In the Atelier, you can be sure you'll value the books we publish at Atelier 26. We bring you unforgettable and electrifying works of fiction, poetry, and creative nonfiction from contemporary writers in beautifully designed editions. You can order any of our titles at a discount at atelier26books.com. And if you're a regular listener, I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast on your preferred app, share the podcast with friends, and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and maybe even a few words about why you love In the Atelier. You can also become a monthly supporter of In the Atelier for as little as 99 cents from our homepage on Anchor, which is anchor.fm slash in the atelier. That's in dash the dash atelier. It all helps immensely so that we can stay on the pod waves and also keep helping marvelous new books find their way into the world. So thank you. Hi, this is M. Allen Cunningham. I'm an author publisher and teacher in Portland, Oregon, and you're in the Atelier. In the Atelier is a place for occasional thoughts on literature, writing, the life of the imagination. Come on in. I'm glad you're here. Today's installment, An Atelier Visit with writer Bess Winter. I write in a squarish room in a 1963 ranch home in Urbana, Illinois. You may know Urbana as the place where Roger Ebert and David Foster Wallace grew up. It's haunted by them both. To the north of my writing room, if you keep going, the houses get older and the streets are made of brick. Beyond that is downtown Urbana, where there's a country honky-tonk bar called the Rose Bowl. And across from that, the cafe where Roger Ebert used to eat. He's painted on the side of the cafe... He scrutinizes outdoor diners as they peel off their masks. Nearby, you'll find the abandoned Tudor-style hotel, where William Gass and Stanley Elkin once bored each other over lunch. To the south of my writing room is David Foster Wallace's elementary school, where my dog likes to poop in the grass. The only original part of that building is a panopticon-like wing that you can walk around and peek into every classroom. But there's no activity there right now because the children are all learning from home and the whole thing is like an empty movie set. A few months ago, some eight-year-olds broke in at night and wreaked havoc and I happened to be outside with the dog. I didn't do anything about it because I didn't even notice that the door was hanging open right in front of me. I read about it in the paper the next day. I'm not very observant when it comes to living people. 
I tend to realize things only once they've passed. I observe the world mostly through things. They're at the center of my stories and the center of my life. Things people used, things that outlived people and will outlive me and you and go on for years and years inhabited by our ghosts. They're my way into stories. I perform seances on them and try to time travel for a while. I write in the middle of the squarish room at an arts and crafts desk that wobbles and needs some glue. This desk is an island in a sea of old things. Here are just a few of them. A taxidermied puffer fish with googly eyes smiling stupidly at me while I work. A homemade pincushion from the 30s with a note attached that begs the seamstress to follow Jesus. My grandparents' mid-century French fabric samples from their old tailor shop in Toronto, collected together into books, bursting with faux fur and dayglow daisies and chiffon. An injection-molded bust of Abraham Lincoln in a dun-colored, waxy plastic. An Edwardian promotional cribbage board advertising Lash's Bitters as a cure for dyspepsia, indigestion, biliousness, headache, malaria, and constipation. A jointed wooden Felix the Cat. A macabre Crookshank print from 1813, the year the Prince Regent opened King Charles I's long-lost coffin and gawked at his severed head because, like me, he was curious about the past. This list of things is almost everything you need to know about me as a writer. They can be found in my work. Sometimes they pop up in object form, and sometimes they create the mood. It's possible I keep surrounding myself with things so that I can keep writing. But I might as well let you in on this, too. There are other things here that I don't mention much in mixed company. These are the old dolls. The oldest is almost 200 years old and is made of paper mache and leather. The youngest was carved from wood by a craftswoman in the hills of Tennessee in the 1950s. They live on my bookshelf. They're not elegant or particularly valuable. They bear what doll experts call the patina of play, which means they're dirty and raggedy, their silk ribbons are shattered, and their cottons have gone sepia. One's arm has been carefully re-glued to its body. The dolls are haunted, but not creepy. They've been separated from their pasts, but they still each have a past. And somewhere in that past is a girl who grew into a woman, a middle-class woman, an ordinary woman, whose spirit and love and dreams and imagination are still woven into her doll's homemade clothes, repaired foot, the little silver hairpin used to fasten that doll's shawl. Her doll may be the only historical record of her consciousness. I keep the dolls here because I often try to tell the stories of the type of women who owned them. Women who didn't keep journals, 
but may have loved a doll. And because the literary history of Urbana, much as I love it, is mostly a history of men, the dolls help me carve out my little square. Not that I mind the presence of elementary-age David Foster Wallace, his precocious ghost tooling around the neighborhood. But our arrangement is that he can haunt the schoolyard, he can unlock the gym door for the eight-year-olds, he can even watch the tennis lessons at the neighborhood park where he used to play. And Roger Ebert can scowl at me from the side of the Courier Cafe, and Stanley Elkin and William Gass will always be boring each other inside the boarded-up Lincoln Hotel. And I'll be in my little square between them all. I hope I haunt it for a good long time. Writer Bess Winter. Bess is the author of the story collection Machines of Another Era, forthcoming from Goldwake Press in 2021. And Bess is the editor-in-chief of Blue Stem Magazine out of Eastern Illinois University. In the Atelier is produced by Atelier 26 Books. For more information, visit atelier26books.com. I'm M. Allen Cunningham. Thanks for listening. So long for now.